live from beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics, featuring a Power brokers, public servants, and most importantly, plain speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by. Um, it's Bruce Dumont, by the way. We get off to a flying stop here. I, I am hearing uh, a previously recorded show in my headset, but you're listening to Beyond the Beltway. Thank you very much. Again, uh, we apologize for a little problem. Hopefully, everything will be correct from this point on, because we're going to do something rather uh, unique this evening, we think. First of all, our guest, we have Republican Brent Hanochek. We have Democrat Roberto Montano. And in the second hour, we'll be joined by John DeLeo, who's a columnist for Illinois uh, Review, and we'll be joined by businessman and conservative commentary, commentator uh, Chris Veronis. And uh, since there are some people who may not be decided yet, what we're going to do is we're going to let each of our in-studio guests make a comment about their particular candidate. They're going to say, you know, Joe Biden is great or Donald Trump is great, and they're going to be uninterrupted. They're going to have a whole segment to themselves to make their case. They're going to look right into their cameras for those watching us on TV, and they're going to make their case. And then uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through a cross-examination element. So each candidate, each person will be able to cross-examine what has been said. And during that period of time, which will be our third and fourth segments, those of, in radio and TV land, you'll be able to call in at 1-800-723-8289 and chime in. And then in the second hour, we'll uh, add some more guests, and we'll also get into the discussion uh, of other political matters not uh, related to specifically Joe Biden and Donald Trump. But in honor of the football season, I have a quarter. I'm going to flip it. I'm flipping it, and I'm going to let Brent Hamachuk, you call it, Brent. Heads. Uh, it is heads it is. So you choose whether you want to go first or second. Well, I think I'll be brave and go first. I feel like I need to take a knee, though, if we're going to do this no, like a football game. No, no, not here. Not okay. on the belt. All right. Well, so that's... you've got the first segment. My question to you is, why should people vote for Donald Trump? Well, I think that there are four uh, really important reasons uh, to vote for the re-election of the president. And all of them are fairly, in my mind, simple, they're fundamental, they're very straightforward. Uh, the first one is his general overview, his philosophy, if you will, uh, with regard to how he approaches his job, how he approaches uh, the American people. And that is with the policy of America first. Since the end of Ronald Reagan's second term, we have had president after president who have successively placed American interests in a way that is a bit more receding into the crowd of nations as opposed to being in the forefront. Now, I'm a big believer in the importance of the nation state. I'm a big believer in the fact that the United States, as designed by our founding fathers and as improved by our uh, constitutional amendment process over time, is the greatest of all designed nation states that we've ever seen. And I think it's critical to the entire planet that the United States take a leadership position. The idea of leading from behind isn't really leading at all. And so when Donald Trump addresses any policy matter, whether it's immigration, whether it's a trade deal, no matter what it is, he puts America first. And I think that being part of a, um, being part of a global community doesn't mean having to be subservient to a global community. 
And I think that's a very important reason to vote for him for re-election, to have him continue uh, with, with that general philosophical approach. The second reason uh, to vote for him is his, his general ideas and his policies. Uh, look, whether it is from the uh, uh, standpoint of taxation, regulation, trade, foreign policy, health care, education, big tech, free speech on college campuses, I could keep going, but I'll run out of my minutes here in the first segment. No matter how you look at it, every single policy initiative that Donald Trump supports, I would say that over the course of my let's see, 47 years, 48 years of interest in politics are positions that I support. And it's a fundamental difference, right? So this is, uh, all of these approaches are strong. He's, uh, he tends to be fairly unequivocal. Sometimes he seems a bit equivocal uh, with, his, with his language. But his approach to these policy issues is one that I think draws a very sharp contrast uh, to anyone he may be running against, because we can't mention names. Right. Uh, so I think that uh, if we want to continue these kinds of approaches, uh, it's a very good idea. The truth is, from a policy perspective, he hasn't had much success in a first term, uh, whether it was the Republicans of his own party uh, trying to destroy him in the first couple of years or the Democrats for the last four. He's really had two major pieces of legislation passed. One was the tax cut that the Republicans badly watered down and damaged. And the other one was the First Step Act, which was a, a major piece of federal prison reform. Uh, but he's also signed a lot of executive orders, uh, most of which have been stopped or tried to be stopped in the courts. So I'm not pointing at a track record of success because he hasn't had any help. But I am pointing to the idea of his ideas in the kind of policies that he wants to pursue. One interjection on my part. Sure. For those who may like his policies but, but can't deal with his abrasive personality, how do you address those people listening and watching this evening? Sure. I, I think that's, that's a great question. It's easy. You're voting <laughs> for president, not for parson. So <laughs> if you want to elect a sweet-talking, uh, charming, slick, uh, very polished public speaker, very fun at cocktail parties and fancy royal dinners, vote for someone else. But if you, want to, if you want to vote for somebody who actually has America's best interest in mind and is going to pursue policies that are in the nation's best interest, vote for Trump. Look, I will tell you very honestly, and people who know me know this, I make no secret of it, I was never a fan of Donald Trump until the moment he decided he might run for president. I viewed him from the very beginning, from back in March of 2015, as sort of the imperfect man for first the perfect candidacy and then the perfect presidency. Uh, the truth of the matter is uh, the state of our nation required somebody who was willing to fight, somebody who may not always... Um, come across as being the kindest and gentlest, but I would suggest to you we're in a moment in time where we're in much greater need of William Wallace than we are Robert the Bruce. And so that's what I would say. Vote for president, and when you go to church on next Sunday, vote for your church elders differently. Mm -hmm. uh, one follow-up just to you for those that just tuned in. Uh, you're making the case for President, uh, uh, president Trump. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Take 20 seconds and describe for those listening and watching this evening who you are I'm, uh, I'm the luckiest human being on the entire planet. 
I uh, have had my own consulting practice for a large number of years, but a handful of years ago I got introduced to a teenage guy who had started this new campus organization uh, by the name of Charlie Kirk. I was able to do some work with Charlie in the early days of Turning Point, writing their uh, <clears throat> fundamental literature, co-writing Charlie's first book, the one that didn't sell 12 trillion copies. Uh, and from that has uh, sprung a career of a variety of different opportunities. Today I sit here as the uh, Director of Policy Research for Jeff Webb's American Populist Organization and the newly named uh, Director of Content and Operation for Human Events News. And when we continue, we'll hear from Roberto Montano, and he'll tell you a little bit about Joe Biden. I'm Bruce Dumont. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. The tween made you see. We are the boy. It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov/slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, U.S. Pharmacy can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you get the same results you need for less than $2? That's right. Call today and receive 66 blue pills or 66 yellow pills for only $99 plus shipping. That's less than $2 per pill and saves you hundreds from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 855-953-1840 and finally have those moments you've been looking for again and again. Call 855-953-1840 right now and we'll rush your order. Discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 855-953-1840. That's 855-953-1840. Call 855-953-1840. The Sentinel Group sponsors this paid advertisement for legal services and is responsible for legal services. Attention! Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug, ranitidine, may be contaminated with cancer-causing agent NDMA. Zantac may be linked to these cancers, bladder, colorectal, esophageal, intestinal, kidney, liver, ovarian, pancreatic, stomach, testicular, and uterine. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months, call now. 800-383-3526 Never stop taking medication without first consulting a physician. Call right now for a free consultation. You may be owed significant compensation. Call 800-383-3526 800-383-3526 that's 
Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. Thank you very much for joining us. And in case you just tuned in, we're letting each of our in-studio guests this evening make the case for Donald Trump or for Joe Biden. We've heard uh, the first presentation uh, for the president, and uh, we now welcome Roberto Montano, who's a frequent guest on this program. Roberto, first of all, before we begin and you tell your case, make your case for Joe Biden, tell us a little bit about who you are and why you're here today. Sure. My name is Roberto Montano. Um, from a Pilsen neighborhood in Chicago. I'm a realtor. But uh, the reason I'm here is because I care very deeply about our country uh, as a veteran mm. and as a person that's been involved in a lot of campaigns. Uh, it's a privilege to be able to give voice to what a lot of friends and family are saying, you know, quietly and hopefully share something meaningful with uh, uh, ideally someone in the swing state that mm. might not be sure who they're voting for yet. Okay. Now, again, the rule for those that just tuned in, the uh, speakers tonight cannot speak ill of the other candidate. So it's all going to be about Joe Biden. Go ahead, Roberto, you're on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, just in the interest of equal time, I, I do want to uh, uh, give some time back to my colleague because I know he had two more points to make. But um, for us as Democrats, this election, and I'll just paraphrase what our candidate said, uh, it's not just about uh, Joe Biden. It's about compassion, decency, science, democracy. Those are the words that he used. Uh, he used words like light and truth. Um, and without uh, referencing the opponent, uh, we feel that uh, Joe Biden's been a champion for those things. Uh, he's been uh, proud to support veterans, which is very important to me. Um, he had a son who served. Um, he understands what pain's about uh, because he's gone through a lot of it himself personally. And uh, golly, we need someone right now that understands what pain is about uh, with uh, coming up on 200,000 Americans that have been stricken by this horrible pandemic, like the worst pandemic in a hundred years. Um, it's uh, it, it, Joe Biden to me. Uh, I, I'm fortunate. Uh, I'm lucky to have work that is that is that is meaningful, and I'm busy. But there are tens of millions of Americans that are looking for work right now, and Joe Biden means jobs. Joe Biden means jobs that are clean jobs, energy jobs, uh, construction, affordable housing. Uh, our infrastructure. These are these are these are uh, planks of the Democratic platform year after year, and we deliver on those. Um, uh, Joe Biden means closing the racial divide, uh, helping to heal that. That's why African Americans choose Joe Biden. Uh, you know, in 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 remarkable numbers, uh, and, and and most importantly, Joe Biden means um, making that socioeconomic ladder a little bit more uh, steady, so that those of us that choose to go to work every day, uh, can do better so that our children can do better. Uh, that wealth gap, uh, we are turning into a country of haves and have-nots. Joe Biden wants to let people know we're all in this together. And um, in my opinion, Joe Biden's a return to a kinder, uh, more peaceful United States of America. Um, that's why uh, Republicans like uh, John Kasich support Joe Biden. Uh, Colin Powell, uh, my general, supports Joe Biden, and uh, I, I think many, many other Americans across this country that were considering uh, voting for Trump three and a half years ago, uh, now they see the light, and they will consider Joe Biden. Okay, you got a lot of time to go. Oh, well, in that case, <laughs> let me talk about... Uh, well, what... let, let, me, let me ask you a similar question. There are some people who may like Joe Biden, but they're a little fearful of his age, and at least uh, what some people have perceived as a diminishment of his uh, faculties. You know, that's a, um, 
interesting point that uh, the president has made, uh, or people around the president, I shouldn't reference the president, but some people in support of the current administration have made that point. And I trust that when we get to the debates, you're going to see the fiery, uh, you know, Joe Biden that we know and love. The kid from Scranton is not going to let you down. And uh, that's why his, his headquarters is in uh, uh, Philadelphia. And that's why he's leading in Pennsylvania, because those blue-collar folks that have been counted out time after time in Wisconsin, in Ohio, in Florida, in Pennsylvania, they're going to go for the comeback kid on this one. And um, Joe Biden may have started off rocky, but I would point out that last month, <laughs> uh, if if the markets are any indication, and by that I mean the people uh, putting uh, money on the table, um, the Biden-Harris campaign raised $365 million last month. And I don't think that that's they're going to put that kind of money behind someone that they don't think can do the job. What do you think, uh, because he has been a United States senator for a long, long time, what do you think is the most important signature legislation that he has been responsible for? Well, the one that I think is most meaningful is the uh, the one that I think he personally was a drafter on was the Violence Against Women Act. I think that um, that has a lot of implications in terms of housing, in terms of uh, employment justice, uh, I know there is, uh, it, it impacts immigration as well. And I think, um, you know, women, um, and I happen to be Latino, for those of us that are just on the radio can't see me personally, um, I can tell you that Latina women, Latinas, um, they are pretty committed now uh, to supporting Biden over Trump. Um, and, and part of that is just he's been much more respectful. Uh, but that's because that's, his, that's who he is. Uh, his story talks about, uh, empowerment and uh, helping those that, that that maybe were a little bit disadvantaged at the beginning. So for my, if I had to pick just one, and there there are a few, I would say it's the VAWA, the Violence Against Women Act, that uh, that he was a leader on. Did uh, did it concern you when he visited uh, Kenosha and uh, met with the family of, of Mr. Blake, who has been accused of abuse of women? Oh, certainly. Yeah, absolutely. But he did that in a greater context, right? He did I that. I, I don't know that. But, well, you know, but let me show you the, the way that I see it. He's being made a hero by some, and I'm wondering whether he deserves that hero crown. You mean Blake? Yeah. Well, I, you know, the, the situation around Mr. Blake, I'm not, I'm not an expert on, uh, frankly. I do know that that's part of a narrative that goes back to uh, the Floyd, uh, well, I'll call it uh, murder, um, and and there, there's been a pattern of uh, disparate justice, if you will. Uh, people of color don't get the same uh, criminal justice system in our country. Um, it's funny. I I have uh, I have two vehicles. I have a, a, a nicer looking vehicle and an older vehicle. Um, uh, the day that that happened, I was I happened to be in Evanston, and I got pulled over. Uh, and uh, and I asked what happened. Apparently, the gentleman was from Evanston. Um, and they were just randomly stopping people. It was my understanding because we happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. That was just my experience. Uh, but I was, I was driving my, my vehicle with 197,000 miles on it. So maybe that, that was why I have another one with 37,000 miles on it. That never happens to me in that car. Uh, so I just feel like my personal feeling is, uh, there is a lot of pain that maybe that, uh, that crystallized in that moment, uh, the shooting of a person, uh, seven times in the back is just night and day in the face of the fact that um, the right would lionize uh, 
uh, 17-year-old vigilante uh, that shot three people and murdered, and two of them died. So like, that, that young man gets to walk right through police uh, lines. So, I mean, it's flippant for me to talk about my car, but I think it's very, very serious when you start thinking about how do the police treat people of color. And I love the police. I have friends that are police. I have clients that are police. I pray for the police. Uh, but the system that, that in, in, in locks up 2 million people in this country that, uh, you know, disproportionately are African-American, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing now with that original sin of our country. How, how will Joe Biden reduce the violence that is erupted in some U.S. cities? What, what is it that he's going to say that's going to that calm, calm the, the communities? Well, you know, a lot of that is frustration that's economically driven, and I think when he lifts all boats by improving our economy, that'll be a big help, a big salve. Uh, African Americans right now are looking at 13% unemployment. Do you think? Do you think the rioters that we've seen and the looters that we've seen in a variety of areas, and those that are burning down buildings uh, in in Oregon and also in Seattle, do you think they take a moment to think about rising all boats? You know, it's easy to go loot if you've got nothing to lose. Uh, it's harder to go loot when you have to be at work at 6 a.m. every day. And so, you know, as someone that does that, um, I, 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 I'd, be, I'd be exhausted. I couldn't possibly go do something like that. Um, these... do, you think, do you think Joe Biden would call for the prosecution of people who commit crime? Because in many communities around the United States, the local prosecutor uh, looks at uh, that as uh, petty theft or, or not uh, important, including here in the county of Cook where we do this program. Sure, when the county of Cook, just to, to your point, the uh, the felony uh, level prosecution was elevated from $300 to $1,000. So um, now felonies are much harder to, to find. Um, but that is the purview of our democracy. We get to elect our prosecutor. And uh, in Cook County, our prosecutor is very likely to be reelected. If folks disagree with that, there is a viable candidate on the other side, and they can vote for him. But um, I'm pretty confident that uh, we're still we're still working on the pendulum swinging back to justice, and so for a while there, we're going to see some folks uh, released, um, and that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. uh, but back to Biden, if I may, uh, look at Kamala Harris. Right, his VP is going to be uh, a lioness on this issue because she has the skills, the credentials, the expertise uh, as the uh, essentially attorney general for the biggest state in the union. So she knows what she's doing, and she's going to do a great job on this. Um, and, I, and I applaud Joe Biden for picking her uh, because it's such an important issue. And by the way, we should mention for longtime listeners of this program, uh, many, many months ago when you were on this program, you predicted that the ultimate ticket would be Biden and Harris. So I want to give you a little attaboy at the, uh, as we go to the break here. Thank you. All right, we've heard two guests, uh, one talking about uh, Donald Trump, almost, all, almost uninterrupted except by me, uh, Roberto Montano the same way. And when we come back, we're going to let uh, Brett follow through on a few uh, follow-up questions, and then we'll hear from Roberto. I'm Bruce Dumont. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America. A nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. 
facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-976-3267. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-976-3267. That's 1-800-976-3267. 1-800-976-3267. Hi, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. We can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so when you call 8338-ROCKET, or visit us at rocketmortgage.com to start your refinance, you'll be well on your way to saving money every month. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.375%, APR 3.59%. Right now could be a great time for you to take some positive financial steps forward with a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, which could give you the boost that you're looking for. In addition, we may be able to help you refinance with little or no out-of-pocket costs. At Rocket Mortgage, we're committed to every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, giving you the best mortgage experience. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.875% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. back. This is Beyond the Beltway from coast to coast and border to border. Nice to have you with us this evening. Uh, I should also mention, by the way, for those who have been listening to the presentations uh, in support of President uh, uh, President Trump and uh, Joe Biden, uh, this is an opportunity for you to call in 1-800-723-8289 if you want to be part of the cross-examination of uh, the other side in your life politically. Uh, give us a call. 1-800-723-8289. Back to Brent Hamachek. And uh, you have an opportunity to cross-examine Roberto on all the things he had to say about uh, Joe Biden. So, Roberto, my first question for you is just a general one. Are you a betting man? Um, not with money, but yes. Well, yeah, I, I think manage risks all the time. Your name is Beto. Yeah, Beto. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is Beto. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I so. I, I'm, I'm wondering uh, if you might want to make uh, a bet uh, that if, if Joe Biden is elected, 
as and we could bet the money goes to our favorite charity, so you would okay. have a chance to write a check to Turning Point USA. Okay. Uh, if you would be willing to make a bet on whether or not Joe Biden finishes his term, because I actually would be willing to bet not only that he does, does not finish it, I would be willing to bet that it won't make it 18 months. So I'm wondering if you might like to make a gentleman's wager for a favorite charity. Well, I appreciate your, <laughs> your, your I appreciate your vote of confidence that he's winning. That's for one. I said uh, if he wins. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need to have something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would I would I can I can agree in front of God and everybody here that um, uh, I'm I'm pretty confident that Joe intends to make it beyond you know the, the, the you, you said 18 months. So I'll, I'll agree to your your terms. But yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we'll we'll figure out the details and let your your okay. listeners know. Well, we'll all know. It will be in the papers. So, <laughs> one, uh, one of the questions I had that came from your remarks was when Bruce was asking you about the riots and the racial uh, tensions and how you thought uh, Biden would fix them, you mentioned that, well, a lot of the economic distress is what causes that, and as he raises more, more boats and uh, people get better, these things will subside. I'm curious... How do you reconcile that with the fact that before the flu and before George Floyd, the American economy was booming and minority unemployment for both Hispanics and blacks was at historical lows? And I'm not trying to, to make it a binary conversation, but what I am trying to factor in or see how you factor in is since things were so much better, than they were. It's hard to say they weren't better. You said, well, they weren't perfect and they're still injustice. They were a whole lot better. And look where we are and how fast it slipped. So I'm wondering if you would be able to, to reconcile that piece for me and how Joe Biden's policies and, and presence would somehow or other fix what we see going on now. Sure. Yeah. So when, uh, when, when Biden came in as VP under the Obama administration, uh, we were looking at uh, terrible economic conditions, right? 2008 was a, was a horror story, and um, it took a lot of work, a lot of heavy lifting, um, with very little help from the other side, frankly, uh, with all due respect, and uh, they made it work. They, they, they jump-started our economy. Uh, they they saved, saved GM. Uh, they, got, they got folks uh, back to, you know, the, the, the great America that, that we hope it could be. How much and, of that was for Joe Biden? How much of that was Joe Biden's idea? Well, he was there, and, and his okay. job his job his job is is to support the president's vision, and uh, one of the hallmarks of Joe is that he's not take the credit guy, right? He's make it make the team work, and so uh, I would but say. He, but he opposed the attack on Osama bin Laden. So there are there are moments when he has put his head up. Uh, he was also in support of gay marriage. Yeah, that was the president. So, so I'm just saying is sure. he is a vice president who has spoken out of turn at times he did and we applaud him for his courage uh you know on, on gay marriage because the president was still evolving when, when joe what about his bad decision on osama bin laden should we judge him on that or not give him a pass well his his job is to counsel the president and the, the president made the call and once the commander-in-chief makes the call nobody questions it um you know uh, bill daly was in the room and bill daly was like yes sir we're going to get it done but bill daly wasn't the decision maker the, the decision maker to kill bin laden was was you know our, our presidents and, and we he gets all the glory that's the that's the that's the stakes mm -hmm. uh, but as for your question like how much of that was was Joe it's hard to say right because it's hard to say because he's so loyal and he's not going to take any credit but um but to answer your question uh, Brent what I think happened is we gave this 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 gold 
than economy to President Trump. And then President Trump um, got to write it for about a thousand days. And, and good. Good he didn't get too much in the way, right? However, when it was time to lead, he failed. And the way that he failed was he minimized the very real risk that he was aware about in January, February. Uh, and frankly, he didn't have the wisdom to be honest with the American people, to say this is serious. Uh, the things that he told Woodward, he could have told us. And had he done that, maybe more people would be alive. And so I think that um, right now, COVID is the economy. And uh, the president owns that failure. Um, he wants to talk about, um, and this is your question, so I don't want to mm-hmm. dig into too much. He wants to talk about the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the chaos that's happening in, in democratic cities. Well, those are happening on his watch. Those are, those are Trump's responsibilities right now. And um, in my opinion, uh, Joe Biden would be a return to a kinder, more peaceful United States of America, where we listen to each other. Um, we we kind of knew who Trump was, at least the Hispanics knew, uh, in my opinion, if I can speak for you know some of us, when he came down that escalator and he gave us his, his, his opening statement. And we're like, okay, we got it. It's going to be a rough couple of years. Why is he almost at 40% according to recent uh, polling of the Hispanic community around the country, including, obviously, I know you're going to talk about Cubans in Florida, but elsewhere as well. He's running extremely well. The big story on all the Sunday shows today mm-hmm. was uh, his, uh, uh, some would say, remarkable uh, support within the Latino community. Yeah, I think you're talking about the Marist poll. Uh, well, I'm just talking about what you're talking to a different Hispanics. There's, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, you're not the only one, and they don't all live in Pilsen. So right, right, I'm right. Just saying to, to, to broaden your base. I don't think you can make that. Sure, sure. Category. You said that the Latinas. Uh, They're definitely not in, okay. in the Trump camp. Uh, uh, Hispanic men uh, have started to explore that opportunity. Uh, but, Why? Well, mostly because of economics. They're very frustrated. They can't work. They can't find opportunities. Um, where Hispanic men were working heavily, heavily was construction, uh, hospitality, uh, agriculture. Um, agriculture is still going on, but uh, construction shut down significantly. Um, uh, housing. Where was construction shut down significantly? Uh, well, not not in not new, in new construction of new construction of homes is, is on the rise now. Okay. But um, so the re- the reason why he might be popular with some Hispanic men is not because he's provided jobs for them. It's because he hasn't provided jobs for them. I'm confused. Well, because they're frustrated and they're looking. They're, but why are they frustrated? Uh, because of lack of economic opportunities. But if they have jobs in this business, uh, where's the lack of economic opportunity here? Well, a lot. Well, look at the hospitality industry. That's basically over okay. Right well, now. The, that's restaurants that's... as well, right? Tourism is over. Okay. Uh, where there is good good opportunity right now is in trucking. Um, a lot of Hispanic men are doing that. Uh, but that Maris poll, if I may, uh, was 138 folks that got polled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say it's a small sample size. And I say that um, after that poll, numbers have come back. Uh, he is doing okay with Hispanics, but he's still lagging significantly behind Bush. And he's not anywhere near. Why is him. Joe Biden not doing better? Um, he will, I think. Um <laughs> No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. So, well, so, I know you're you're, yeah, you're well, a Democrat. You think <laughs> everything is going to be better for Joe Biden? But I'm I'm asking reality. I mean, what's what, what's the problem? Why is he not? Why is he not just held in this great, you know, esteem by 
the Hispanic community thus far in this campaign? Well, I would say two things. First, I think that Hispanics are harder to poll. Um, some of us still have landlines. Uh, a lot of us are a little nervous about talking to strangers on the phone, um, number one. So the polling might be a little bit off. Uh, number two, um, I think that the Biden campaign has chosen to focus on other areas. They're choosing to reach out to the uh, white-collar, uh, non-college-educated voter, because those are the swing state folks. Uh, they're trying to make inroads in um, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, although I will say that Biden's going to Miami next week. Uh, Harris was there this week, um, and you know it was the basic retail stuff that you do. You have an arepa on the streets, uh, just a, a, like a taco, right? It's, it's, a, it's a cornmeal thing. Um, so I think you're going to see... Is that part of the outreach, just to have a taco with a Hispanic? You know what? Having tacos is important to us. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think I would, I wouldn't minimize that. You know, going to church mm -hmm. is important to us. Uh, Biden's a Catholic. A lot of us are Catholics. Um, and those cultural things are important. So uh, I love tacos. Uh, are Hispanics uh, more or less uh, uh, pro-life or pro-choice? For the most part, we're pro-life. If by pro-life you mean... Um, Supporting abortion, then that's a different question for me, right? Because pro-life, if you're just about abortion, um, it's something that I would say. That, like I, I personally am pro-life, but that doesn't mean that I would vote that way. Brent, I'm taking your time. No, that's that's <laughs> that's okay. You run the place. You you paid for this microphone. You're, uh, he paid for this you, microphone. That's right. Bruce Bruce is channeling his inner Ronald Reagan. I, I'm um, I'm curious about the. Um, um, economic issue you raised a moment ago where you said that the Obama administration had started everything going in a great direction and then and then the president dropped the ball I'm trying to figure out exactly how he dropped the ball so um, well, he lied and people died and now there's nobody so, to work so he, so he dropped the ball uh, on the flu you're not so are, before that are you suggesting the policies were wrong Prior to the flu, I just want to yes. Focus. I'm I'm also suggesting that policies were wrong before. What were, which ones would would the tax cuts have been wrong? Would the rollbacks in regulation have been wrong? Uh, would the expanded the, energy development have been wrong? Gentlemen, Is, we are out of time. We've got a pause. Uh, when we come back again, we'll take some calls. One eight hundred seven two three eighty twenty nine. And when we come back. Roberto Montano, he will lead the cross-examination of Brent Hammercheck and the president. Back shortly. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation. Without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's but not again, how this it is, used to be. This... It's how it should be. News Nation. Seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. Because it's your news, your nation. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the... For small business owners, it's not business as usual. Amid the crisis, you're looking for answers, solutions, help. 
We see you. We hear you. We have something for you. CNBC.com slash small business. The latest on relief programs, loan forgiveness, tax help, and state-by-state -state updates. Protect your business. Get advice. We're here to help. Go to CNBC.com slash small business. Howdy folks, Colonel Sanders here. When it's time to eat, there's nothing more comforting than comfort food you don't have to cook. So get a $20 fill-up from KFC. Choose from eight pieces of original recipe, extra crispy chicken, or 12 tenders. It comes with all the fixings to feed your whole family. Order ahead at KFC.com. KFC drive throughs are still open. Or stay in and get contactless delivery by Grubhub. With buckets of love, Colonel Sanders. Limited time only at participating locations only. Prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Delivery service and additional fees apply. Harrison's Reality Check. If your energy is low, there's a solution in a moment. The next bubble might be a uranium rush for new nuclear power plants. In states where uranium is found, 43,000 new uranium mining claims were recently filed, many around the Grand Canyon. Scientists are concerned about mining radioactive materials in tourist-filled state parks, especially when the Colorado River aqueduct downflows to 20 million people in Southern California. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com. Do you have trouble getting out of bed? Does your energy level drag throughout the day? Does this affect your personal life, your career, and professional performance? Discover how to unleash your body's natural energy without pharmaceuticals or supplements. Join me, personal energy expert Harry Legg, as I share with you how to align your energy in a special online event. Register now before it's sold out at AlignMyEnergy.com. That's AlignMyEnergy.com. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. And in case you just tuned in, we're having uh, an opportunity for each of our guests to present the case for or against uh, the candidate for President of the United States of their choice. And also, we're going through a cross-examination uh, segment as well. And Roberto uh, Montano, you are our Democrat. You think Joe Biden is great. And it's now your opportunity to cross-examine Brent Haberchuk. Kind, so I, I hope I will have like like This is like a loves. kinder, gentler show. There you go. Uh, right. You know, t talk to me about Charlottesville. Talk to me about Charlottesville and um, how the president uh, responded to neo Nazis, Klansmen, uh, white supremacists when they flooded the field, um, and how that may have set the tone for what's happened most most recently. Please. Sure, sure. I I I think he I think he responded great. I think the media was a disgrace. Okay. The media completely distorted, lied, misrepresented what he said. The New York Times actually had to do three retractions of its own stories for what they said during that time. So what, the, what we have in America today is we have uh, a lot of people like to equate what's going on with these, the movements that are taking place with being like the Soviet Union. A lot of Soviet Union metaphors used and examples used on, on my side, right? We, we talk about that. Well, we really should call it the Union Soviet because we've, stole, we've turned it upside down. What I mean by that is that in the Soviet Union, the, the government owned the press, and the government used the press to create a message to spread to the people so that the people would respond the way the government wanted them to. In this case, in our country today, the media is the one 
creating the messaging and feeding it up through government. So in the case of Charlottesville, where Trump came out and said, bad situation, look, there's good people on both sides of this thing. Uh, I'm paraphrasing like the media did, but I've written on this extensively. I've, I've written on the entire quote and quoted it at length. Uh, his remark was true. There were people there protesting for the retainment of statues and symbols who are good people. There weren't all Nazis in the crowd. There were good people there protesting for something that, by the way, the, <clears throat> excuse me, all of a sudden I'm losing my voice. Hope it's not the flu, Bruce. No, you're choked uh, up over this. <clears throat> yes, I'm choked up. No, it's actually. Well, let's let Roberto respond. So, no, but, so, but, but, no, no, I'm fine. To finish, um, he made the point that on both sides of the issue, with regard to the symbols, there's good people. And what the press did is to say he was, <clears throat> literally, they said, he is equating Nazis with peaceful protesters. And so did Charlottesville have something to do with go what's going on today? You bet it did. Okay. But it had something to do with what's going on today because of a deliberate effort on the part of the media to attempt to create this division in the country. Well, I, I appreciate that because the first time I've heard a Republican say that Charlottesville was relevant to, to the story today. It's and very relevant. Everything's relevant. And I would just say that... that that's <clears> why <throat> Joe Biden ran. That's the, same, that's the same line of argument that, that some people on the left of me are making to say, well, you know, you have to separate that not everybody out there with the protest signs are looter. There, some people were there for good reason. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I would not equate the bad ones to white supremacists. I'm not, I, don't, I don't know uh, if, the, if that analogy would, would, would go that far. Um, another question, if I may, mm -hmm. help me understand where Trump uh, is with veterans in your eyes, because General Kelly, John McCain, um, the, not, not even talking about the Atlantic mm -hmm. story so much, but like in general, like talk mm -hmm. to me how he, you know, as a veteran, help me understand why I should vote for, for, for that guy. Sure. I who think, did not serve. Right. Uh, a lot of people didn't serve. Uh, you don't, you a don't. lot of people didn't go out of their way to not serve. He, 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 he wasn't oh, yes, just, they did. He, he wasn't just, well, maybe, <laughs> but he wasn't just lucky. He pulled those strings. He made those phone calls. Look, I, I, I'm happy to answer the question. First of all, through executive orders, uh, he's done a good number of things to help veterans. By the way, far more than happened in the last administration, but I don't like to make those arguments. They're sort of okay. petty and childish. So he's done plenty of things for veterans. Uh, I appreciate your service to our country. I can tell you that I have worked with a number of veterans group myself, uh, volunteered with them, and I know an, an awful lot of folks who have served in uniform and an awful lot of folks who feel like what he's done for veterans these last four years is extraordinarily good and they're really grateful. Now, you're going to see a huge Veterans for Trump movement. It'll be huge like it was in 2016, and you're going to see it again. It's already out there. You will see uh, basically a small two-block-long parade of veterans against Trump. So you're going to see veterans line up. Every one of them needs to have their service to our country respected. Every one of them made a sacrifice. Every one of them, nothing but great things to say. But post-service, once you're out of the military, you're a citizen like the rest of us. And how you view the world and can be as, you know, no 20 people could be alike. I think what you're going to find is that an awful lot of veterans are very grateful for what he's done. They think there's more to do. He won't be able to pass any legislation to help veterans, even in a second term, because he won't be able to pass any legislation. But by executive order, he's done plenty. I think his record is solid. That's interesting because Georgia is uh, a toss-up right now. <laughs> and, and, and there's a lot of places that veterans work hard uh, every day. 
like for example, absentee ballots. Um, you know, I, 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 I feel. My, this is my last question for you because mm. I'm running out of time. Mm. Help me understand, because in my mind, mm. uh, the president is trying to delegitimize de the process because he thinks he's going to lose, mm -hmm. and so he's talking a lot about how mail-in ballots are bad. Mm -hmm. Now, I asked a friend of mine uh, recently, and he tells me that in Chicago, we have 350,000 absentee ballot requests, which is the, the, the high watermark before that was World War II. We've got 10 seconds left, so ask the question, then we need a quick response. Quick question. Help me understand why the president is sabotaging the uh, okay, go ahead. election. 10 seconds. Because the other side is going to cheat, and they already have. There's tons of examples. We always say there's no examples. There are tons of examples. The on that note, want to talk about it. on that note, we are out of time for hour number one. Brent Hamachek uh, will continue with hour number two. Roberto Matano will continue as well, and we'll be joined by Chris Veronis and John Delio. They will add to our discussion, and also uh, we'll be taking more calls about uh, who you think uh, did the best job defending their uh, presenting the case for their candidates. One eight hundred seven two three eighty twenty nine. I'm Bruce Dumont. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Wow. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support. 
for victories great and small. My victory was proving that a disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During the challenging times we're all experiencing, our top priority is the health and safety of the communities we serve. And while it's true that things are changing rapidly every day, one thing that'll never change is our commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience. At Rocket Mortgage, our guiding philosophy of every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, exists for times like right now. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. If you currently work with us and need assistance with your mortgage, contact us 24-7 at rocketmortgage.com. As we all think about ways to save money, let me remind you that mortgage rates are near historic lows. If you think right now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Your home for radio that inspires. This is Smart Talk. This is radio that inspires. You're listening to the Smart Talk Radio Network. Stand by. Rooster Mott standing by for hour number two of Beyond the Beltway. Thank you very much for joining us in studio. We have Brent Hammercheck. He is a Republican. Roberto Montano, he is a Democrat. And we are joined in hour number two by John DeLeo. He is a columnist for Illinois Review. And Chris Veronis, who's a conservative Republican, head of ASOP Communication. Gentlemen, welcome to our conversation this evening, the discussion of politics. You may have heard part of uh, our number one. Uh, my question to you, uh, John DeLeo, uh, when you look at this race right now, um, how many people do you run into that may like Donald Trump's policies, but they don't like his personality and they may not vote for him for that reason? Well, it's true. That's an issue. It's probably an issue with a lot of candidates. A lot of times it's nothing new about the Trump situation, although mm -hmm. with the time he spends on Twitter, I suppose he has a little bit more of it, probably more uh, more subject to that particular problem. But I think that we have a good example in Illinois. We had a great state rep, a wonderful late state rep by the name of Margie Parcells, who came up with that issue when she lived on the North Shore and represented the northern suburbs mm -hmm. back in the 1980s and 90s. And she was up against um, Grace Mary Stern, who was very popular among certain groups. Mm -hmm. And she would say, and they would tell her this, but I love Grace. She's my friend. Yeah. And Margie would say, good, then take her to lunch. 
<laughs> she's your friend you like her more good take her to lunch but don't vote for her don't give her the power to destroy your economy to close your business don't give her the power to destroy your country to wreck your your very culture good point vote for the right person if you like the other person take him to lunch so i invite anybody mm -hmm. who is concerned about that to go ahead pay a visit to joe biden's basement bring him some carry out food for lunch or dinner or breakfast mm -hmm. he's always hungry and um Vote right for Donald Trump. Uh, Chris Veronis, let me let me mention to you, uh, you have been on this program. You have done, you're not a pro-Trump Republican. You say consistently that you are a conservative Republican. You are still not sold on Donald Trump this year. Did you hear anything from Roberto Montano that would make you say, I'm going to give Joe Biden a shot, a chance? No, no. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think the, uh, the charge that, um, Biden will inevitably come under the influence of the left, particularly the identitarian left. That's a real concern for a lot of conservatives. Um, you know, there's already talk about um, ending the filibuster, especially if uh, the high watermark goes such that the Senate flips. And that's a serious concern um, for, uh, you know, not just conservatives, but Republicans, independents, even some Democrats, arguably. Mm -hmm. Um, so no, I, I've got serious concerns about Joe Biden. I will say Joe Biden is not Hillary Clinton. That might be an advantage that is not insignificant. Would you, um, would you agree with that, uh, Roberto, that, uh, the difference here is that Joe Biden might be a little more likable than Hillary Clinton and, and that likability, uh, figure is, is, is baked into some of these polls. So I think what Chris was saying wasn't that. He's more likable, although I don't mean, mean to put words in your mouth, Chris. Uh, but I think, you know, th there is a lot of baked in animosity with uh, the Clinton name. And, and Biden just doesn't inspire that that sort of vitriol. Um, so but I, from, I yeah. would argue that people know Joe and, um, you know, they they thought they knew Hillary because I liked Hillary personally. Okay. John DeLeo, a question to you. Um what do you think will happen insofar as lawlessness is concerned? Tell us what you think will happen if Trump is reelected. And what do you think might happen if Joe Biden is elected? I gave up making predictions many years ago. It's very hard to plan on to, to expect what's going on. I leave that to folks in Vegas and, and Atlantic City, which are might much more welcoming to odds making. Um what we know for certain about Biden is this, he and his party, and he is nothing but a vessel for his party, are committed to freeing the jails, to opening the prison cells and letting people go every day. That's what they do. That's what governors have been doing all year and in some cases for several years, flooding the cities with known criminals who have five, 10, 15 years more on their sentence. Hasn't, Donald Trump, hasn't Donald Trump done that already? Donald Trump has been supportive of minor tweaking. Yeah. And I don't actually agree with that, but he has been supportive of some minor tweaking, but that's very different from the nature of things that, that the Democrats have been doing. And they're talking about a hundred thousand prisoners in California being released over the last couple of years early for various reasons. They make up a million things. It'll be because of COVID. It'll be because of not enough 
rooms, not enough beds, not enough cells. The, the, the patients aren't comfortable is their view. These are prisoners who have been removed from society specifically because they pose a danger. And as we let them go, they prove it again and again. Brent Hammercheck, let me ask you, do you think that if uh, Donald Trump wins re-election, there's going to be a more dramatic response to lawlessness as it exists in the country at that moment? Well, I would certainly hope there'd be a more dramatic one. What I'm certain of is that there will at least be one. One of the reasons why, uh, if you want to get very, very uh, particular, one of the reasons to vote for Donald Trump is Kenosha. So the Kenosha situation, which Roberto brought up uh, in the earlier segment, uh, I know people firsthand who were involved in the city of Kenosha uh, with the civilian defense effort to try to protect that city. That city was lost until Trump sent in the federal agents. It's not my opinion. It's what I'm told by folks who are actually in the fight, afraid for their families' lives. Now, if we have a Biden-Harris or by-Biden-Harris presidency, there will be no federal troops sent anywhere. Nowhere. Do you agree with that, Roberto? Your cities will be lost. I think, I think that I, I think that Brent's right in line with the Republican attack line. That uh, well, that's why he's here. The city will what's be the, lost. What's the what's the answer though? What will have? Will will automatically if 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 Joe Biden is elected? Yeah. Will will there be immediate calm in Portland and all the the western state capitals? It won't be exacerbated like like. It will has it be been. stopped? Uh, I think it will be mitigated and eventually stopped. Yeah. In what way? Well, for one thing, we're not going to have people in unmarked vans snatching people up off the street. Like what? that's what that's what the that's what the border patrol people were doing in Portland. They were grabbing people, violating their Fourth Amendment rights. Right? We have a constitution. They were we, suspects of they were suspects in violence. They pulled them away from the troops or away from the crowds so they could be interrogated. Do you, as a as a former army medic, do you think that is is that the Gestapo tactic that some Democrats have have suggested? Well, the Fourth Amendment says the right of the people to be secure and the person placed in effect against all searches shall not be violated, right? And they didn't have. So rioters can do whatever they damn well no, please. I didn't, I didn't well, say, what, I didn't then, say that. then what do you mean by that? Well, I just think that when you start snatching people off the streets in violation of their constitutional rights, we have a problem. And what if someone? What if that person has just been involved in, in throwing a, a Molotov cocktail? Does well, that does that make him a suspect there, or not? If 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 that person is, is being stopped or searched, incident to a lawful arrest, then by all means. Well, I think that's what happened. One eight hundred seven two three eighty twenty nine. When we come back, we will continue with in studio guests Roberto Montano and Brent Hammerchuk, and our guests on the line John DeLeo of Illinois Issue Illinois Review and Chris Veronis, businessman. He's been a little quiet so far. We'll bring him into the conversation when we roll on. I'm Bruce Dumont. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation, it's your news, your nation. Unless you want to sell... Uh, your tween made you see. We are the boy It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and 19. We are the boy band. 
always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Harrison's Reality Check. You owe the IRS. Now there's real relief in a moment. More reason to avoid COVID is data from Southeast Asia detecting a mutated coronavirus strain popping up across the world. Apart from a potentially more infectious strain, a mutating coronavirus may prove resistant to upcoming vaccines. This strain is now the predominant variant in Europe and the U.S., reminding all of us that this lousy bug seems to have a mind of its own. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com. Are you being audited and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate a lower tax bill. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. 800-485-4803. 800-485-4803. That's 800-485-4803. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. This is a special end-of-summer announcement from Dell. At our Labor Day sale, small businesses can save up to 50% on select business computers with Intel Core processors. We're committed to taking your business to the next level. Give our small business technology advisors a call. They'll identify the right tech solution for your business with Labor Day savings. Visit dell.com slash business deals or call us at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Mike Jackson Outdoors, Sunday mornings, 8 to 9 a.m. on Smart Talk, WCGO AM and FM. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Many listeners this evening, perhaps they may not be listening this evening because they're uh, fighting for their homes or their lives. Uh, Certainly in the Pacific Northwest of California, the the fires out there are... uh, of a cataclysmic nature. Uh, Mark uh, joins us. Mark uh, Carbonero from uh, Carmel, California joins us. Uh, he is with the radio station out there, KION. Mark, welcome to Beyond the Beltway. Nice to have you with us. Uh, I, I know you have a question for our guest this evening, but I want to ask you to, to share with the audience uh, what is life like uh, in the surrounding area where, where you live and, re- and reside? Mark, are you there? Uh, Bruce, are you talking to me? Yes, Mark. Oh, hey, Bruce, this is not Mark Carbonero, but he's a friend of mine. Who are um, you? Listen, Bruce, I just wanted... But who are no, you? I'm, I'm Mark but who, what, but who are you? I'm Mark from Carmel, California. Oh! And Mark actually, Mark actually went to junior high with me, so well, how we're about good that? friends. I must be, I <laughs> yeah, must well, be psychic. It's a sm- it's small true. community out here. That's <laughs> okay. I'm in Carmel by the beach. Yes. But the Carmel fires out in Carmel Valley were quite serious. Many people mm-hmm. evacuated. A lot of homes burned. Um, there's a bigger fire burning far to the south of us, about 30 miles away. That's 
affected many, many people down Highway 1, the iconic drive between here and San Luis Obispo, uh-huh. which is, you know, the, the equivalent of of uh, the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Are people blaming um, any, very, are people blaming anyone, Mark? I mean, uh, well, obviously the fire down out. there is, was the fire down there was started by an arsonist and he's being held on $2 million bail. Mm-hmm. But uh, the local ones here were started by the 1300 lightning strikes we had a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. okay. there's a variety of causes, but mm-hmm. there's, I tell you what, it's our worst fire year on history. Right. Over 3 million acres burned throughout the state, which is like three times normal. We still have two months to go. So, yeah, the president, the said, president visits there tomorrow. But you called on a completely different subject. And again, for excuse me, when, when I see Mark from Carmel, California, it's usually uh, our good friend from KION Radio. But again, it's nice to know we have more than one Mark listening in Carmel. So go ahead with your comment. Well, it, it, there was a very cogent and yet brief, because brevity is the key to wit, comment in the local opinion page this morning and said, would you prefer a good surgeon with a bad bedside manner or a bad surgeon with a good bedside manner? And frankly, I need to kind of leave it there because you can make your deductions as to how I weigh on that. Okay. Uh, I'll take the bad surgeon... Uh, no, no, I'll take the good surgeon with the bad bedside manner. I wish he would stop tweeting. I wish he was a little less brusque, Mm -hmm. but that's the nature of the man. And frankly, I believe he's done more to further America's interests than the last 16 years of the two that preceded him. Let me ask Chris Veronis to respond to that, because uh, you've been a supporter of Republican presidents. Uh, This president has done things differently than previous Republican presidents, not only in personality, but also in policy. Um, Speak to to Mark on the issue of the bedside manner. I I appreciate the analogy uh, to transmit an original point, but Mm -hmm. I I have to disagree. I, I don't um, I question Donald Trump's method of medicine. Um, uh, he campaigned on building a great big beautiful wall. Um, last time I checked, that's been relegated as a 2016 campaign promise. Um, there, there have been notable achievements, but you look closely, including the MCA, and that became more or less a... Um, uh, a signing ceremony in which he, he gave carte blanche over to the House, the liberal House, wrote the entire bill. And so I, I right now, one of the most odious things, and I think many conservatives would agree with me on this, one of the most odious things about the Obama presidency was the pen and phone approach to uh, executive administration an endless series of executive actions when he himself said he has no authority to, 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 to do this um, constitutionally. He said, he, I'm not a king. Yet he went ahead time and time again, passing an executive action when he failed to lead. Donald Trump is carrying this legacy forward. Um, John, do you, I'm going to ask, I, I don't want to, I, 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 want, I want to have this conversation as we can. So John, let me go over to you and ask uh, whether you agree with any of the concerns that Chris has articulated. Oh, thank you. 
I agree in general, Chris, that we would far prefer to be able to be doing things the right way, meaning through congressional action. That is, the House passes a bill, the Senate passes the bill, the Senate signs it. Uh, I'm sorry, the president signs it. Done. That's the right way. That's perfect. But you're talking about apples and oranges here with the regulations in that when when Obama did things by executive order, much of what he did was improper. It was wrong, sometimes completely illegal, like DACA. And so what Trump had to do was strike it by executive order. Created by executive order, strike it by executive order. That's Trump appropriate. Also, also allocated money for the building of the wall when there was no congressional appropriation to do so. Also, you could question these last series of executive actions. Um, aside from the constitutionality, one of them was about to prevent evictions from happening. Evictions are happening across the board. Um, aside from the fact of you, you kind of wonder what is a president. What does the chief executive have to do with preventing people from being evicted from their homes? Anyway, I, I mean, the point is, the, the point is, is I, the point was, what kind of medicine is the president practicing? And I'm questioning, I'm questioning how conservative or constitutional it mm -hmm. is in nature. Um, I think the medicine that he's practicing serves his own practice. Brent, so your comment on that. Uh, look, the... Our, our movement towards this sort of imperial presidency, if you will, has been underway for quite some time. I remember a conversation I had with a good friend of mine in the middle part of the last decade or uh, two decades ago when uh, during the Bush presidency when he was cheering an executive order uh, that Bush had signed. And I said, I wouldn't cheer too loudly if I were you. I said, because with this guy, what we're seeing is executive power being increased in a way that you're not going to like when the administrations change. Obama took executive orders and made them look like love letters to his girlfriend. I mean, he wrote them every day. Uh, this president has written fewer of them. Some of them have been more powerful. The fact of the matter is uh, we live in a country now where because of the inability and unwillingness of a ruling class of politicians in Washington to actually do their job, and figure out how to serve the American people. If you want action taken, you wind up taking action however you can. Executive orders are a little bit like life on Jurassic Park. Laws find a way, and that's what's happening. We have a government structure that is failing. Um, I don't think anybody who respects the Constitution should be thrilled that we're seeing a bunch of executive orders. Uh, the problem is you're not going to see anything any other way because our leadership in Washington is pathetic. And they've abandoned their post. Do you agree with that, Roberto? I mean, just to touch on the uh, analogy, I think that the president's committing malpractice. I think that um, you can see that in the way that he's being prosecuted all around him. The Steve Bannons, who, by the way, took some of that money that was misappropriated and put it in his own pocket. Uh, Roger Stone, Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, the list continues. So when, when that's who you practice your craft with, uh, I have to wonder about the integrity of that practice. Um, but um, I, I think it's a cute analogy. I, I respectfully would say that uh, the president's colleagues in that endeavor have been made to be criminals. Uh, and so I would question that. That brings the and question. And so the, the, that, that's one of the things that the public obviously will, will vote on. Let's go to Rick in Nashville, Tennessee, listening this evening to Beyond the Beltway. Go ahead, Rick. Are you there? Rick, line one. 
I fell asleep. How about <laughs> Bonnie in Crown Point, Indiana? Bonnie, are you there? I do that to people. Yeah. Hello. Of course I'm here. Of course. Good. Um, okay. So, so there was a comment made about um, the, the border wall not being funded. Yes. You know, I work in finance and accounting, and I want to know how stupid you all are because the border wall has already been paid for. With the, with the new trade deal with Mexico and Canada, we're going to be taking in a truckload more of tax revenue. And all they have to do is take that tax income and put it into the bucket that is the wall funding. So we've got, we're getting the money from Mexico. It's going on right now. And I want to know why everybody's lying about it. Well, let's ask Chris Veronis. Chris, didn't you realize that this is the way that Mexico is going to pay for the wall? No, I didn't. Well, there you go. <laughs> Bonnie has just, just told you I, how the, it works. The, the, the president he didn't say should, they were going to pay them directly. I, the president <laughs> should be at the border right now holding a press conference uh, announcing the, that the that the wall's been fully funded. Um, hey, he's, but that's got, not he's, got, he's got 51 days. <laughs> <laughs> he's got 51, and I'm sure knowing the president and his flair for publicity, this would have happened already. Look, I want to go back to something that Brent said, because it's important. You get 10 seconds uh, to say it. Well, it's, it's, I don't understand why we're becoming the Me Too party for Democrats. It, this is like a race to the bottom. Well, Obama did it. Therefore, it justifies uh, when we it's do it. I and I think this is part of the reason why people are so disgusted with politics today. It's 10 seconds for the answer. 10 seconds for the answer. It's Go not ahead. what I said. I didn't say that it justified it. I'm expressing the reality of where we are. And uh, it's the difference. And, and there's, oh, there's a, there's a big difference. And if you think this is business as usual in America and we're just trying to fight over some differences and approaches, I would suggest to you the situation in the hour is much graver and later. Time's up. I'm Bruce Dumont back shortly with another couple of segments of Beyond the Beltway. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Have you noticed that well-known and controversial talk show hosts have recently been censored on the internet by corporate political interests? Hey guys, it's Clyde Lewis here with Ground Zero Radio, and in order to counter against the suppression of information, we've decided to create our own private digitalized playground. It's called Aftermath.media. It's an exclusive online multimedia library featuring videos, movies, audio clips, archive shows, ebooks, documents, and much, much more. 
Our news aggregator, Newsifer, provides current news relating to many of the topics we cover. We'll also be hosting the Ground Zero friendly podcasts like Into the Paraabnormal with Jeremy Scott and The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Aftermath is a social media platform along with the chat room to interact with many of our listeners. Mobile apps for Android and Apple will soon be available at Aftermath.media. The monthly subscription to Aftermath.media is $9.99 a month. This includes exclusive access to the library of archived Ground Zero podcasts and shows. If you're interested in having access to our podcast, it's only $4.99 a month. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero by subscribing to Aftermath.media. Sign up today. Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious. And if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always can count on him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Open Road Radio on WCGO Radio, 1590 AM and 95.9 FM. Bruce Dumont back. Uh, We've got a couple of segments to go. And uh, Roberto Bateno, let me ask you a question, because you made a point in the first hour that uh, you think there's going to be a heavy vote for Joe Biden in the Hispanic community, even though uh, that does not appear to be showing up in any of the polls at the moment. Uh, What did you make of President Obrador of Mexico when he came to the United States and heaped praise on President Trump? What was your reaction? President Obrador is a very practical man. Yeah. And when you are the immediate neighbor to the, to the United States, yeah. you're going to say whatever that gentleman needs to hear so you can get good, favorable policies. I'm not going to say that he's insincere, but he's practical. He's not going to kick the president because he needs... For- Did Mexican-Americans view that the same way, or do you think they, uh, they, they finally had someone that maybe gave Donald Trump a, a good housekeeping seal of approval for his policies um, and his rhetoric? You know, President Obrador is a very interesting character, but he doesn't impact most voters here. The folks that care the most, like I do a lot of work, like, you know, in two days, it's Mexican Independence Day. So I'm involved to some extent in that community. Happy Independence. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're having a good time and we're going to have a virtual at the consulate event. You guys are all welcome to come. (laughs) But uh, the people that care about uh, this election and the people and the Venn diagram is very, it's it's two separate circles Uh because Obrador has essentially no... Nobody cares what President Obrador means. That's why we're here. Um, otherwise, we'd be back there. Um, there, there is a complicated okay. history of, the, of, but a lot of money goes back there from here, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Remittances, of, yeah. remittances are, are okay. the second. Yeah. Uh, let us uh, move on. Let's go to uh, Martha. We've got to Martha from Sarasota, Florida, calling. Let's take that caller, and then we'll go back to our discussion. Go ahead, Martha. Hey, this is Martha. Hey, Bruce. Hi, Roberto and John. Good to see you guys on TV. Very good. Hi, Martha. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, so my question goes to Roberto and Chris. You guys talked about 
how Trump doesn't deliver. But when he did in 2016, he came down and he campaigned on tax reform, military veterans benefits, trade policies. He, he, he delivered, with maybe the exception of the wall, which I think Bonnie in her accounting thinks that it's going to be paid for through trade deals. So what is it about Trump in the first three years before the coronavirus, the policies? He got us out of Paris. He got us out of Iran. He got us out of the wars. What don't you like about Trump policies? Chris I don't Ver- understand. Chris Veronis, and then I want to get to John Leo to weigh in as well. But Chris, go ahead. There's no doubt that from a Republican, even conservative standpoint, that Trump has done some good things, uh, the, the biggest of which is probably uh, the judges, um, not just the Supreme Court, but on the federal, uh, the, the federal circuit. Um, I, I, this is my own opinion. Um, I don't know if it really um, aligns with, with just what broader conservatives think, but right now, with a global pandemic and race relations that have been low simmer and now have spilled over to the, to, to the fore. Um, what we need more than anything else is cooler heads to lower the temperature. Um, I, I don't see Donald Trump capable of doing that. Um, what we need right now is moral leadership that does not pick sides more than anything else. And above all, protects the Constitution and okay. makes a moral case. Let's go to John and find out whether you agree that what we need now is a leader that will lower his voice. Lower the temperature. Lower the temperature. John, do you agree with that? Well, to an extent, it would be perfect. I would like to have Thomas Sowell and Walter Williams be our president and vice president <laughs> for the next 30 years, but they aren't running. We have who we have. We have... Donald Trump against Joe Biden. Donald Trump represents his last four years of leadership. Not perfect, but great in general. And Joe Biden represents 47 years of lies, government growth, massive uh, class warfare in every way. Uh, look at his look at his website, for example, the Joe Biden website. Check out JoeBiden.com. Every issue on it is about driving people apart and having the government help to drive them apart. Look up their small business section, for example. In the small business section on the Biden website, it says, here's how the government can have more loans to small businesses. Wait, that's not really what they need. And here's how to have greater constraints on those small businesses so that they don't spend the money of those loans the way that we don't want them to. That's how they see life. The Trump administration sees life differently. It sees life as independent of government. Get government's jack boot off our necks. And while he's not a perfect conservative, and I agree, Chris, I'd love to have a much more Reaganite, Phil Craneite type of, of president if that's what we had. We don't. Donald Trump is unbelievably successful and more so than Reagan was in some ways, because even while he's not as doctrinaire conservative as some of us would have preferred, he is tougher on the positions he takes 
than some of those doctrinaire ones have over the years. Is there anything that adds up to be a win? Martha, thank you for your call. We're going to move on. Roberto, to you. Uh, I I asked this before. uh, What in in Joe Biden's Senate career stands out as as either a profile in courage or something we can either remember or not? Uh, What does it say when someone who was around that long is sort of a blank slate? Or, or, or if he talks about anything, he talks about the the, 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 the crime bill, which, again, he, he, he certainly was involved in. His name isn't on it, but he, he certainly supported it, takes a bow for it. And this past year, he's apologizing for it when it was immensely popular when it was passed. You know, I have I have cops that are on the street right now because of that crime bill. Yeah, a couple of thousand cops, and um, you know, I and I care about them very much. I worry are you about proud them. of the bill? Which bill are you proud of? Are you proud of the fact that he stood up and and, and authored it, or are you proud of the fact that he's backing away from it? Uh, I I supported the crime bill. I liked the crime okay. bill when it was written. Uh, I'm, I'm but I'm I'm more law and order than your average. Why do, Why can't Joe Biden stand up and defend that vote? That was a vote, by the way, that the Black Caucus supported. Yeah. Virtually every Democrat and a lot of Republicans supported. Why can't he explain that, that things are different now than, than, than then and, and explain to the African-American community who feels that they got ripped off by that bill? Why can't he explain it to them? Well, I mean, he can, but right now that's... But he doesn't. But, he doesn't have the gonads to do it. Well, he has he has the support of the African-American community. You know, by and large, what he's going after now is is, is Rust Belt. Um, he doesn't have the support of the entire black community. I mean, you know, you've got... You, you have a growing number of African-Americans who seem to give him a, a, he's you got, know, a he's slap got, in the he's face got for that. 80% and, plus Okay, of, of well, that's fine. That's a lot. 80% plus is a lot. And so okay. what he's going after now is folks that are undecided, generally speaking. So My question is about the ability to lead. If we want a leader, why don't we have a leader that explains to a constituency why a bill was passed in play, in, in, instead of backing away? Because one of the fears that I think a lot of people have is the Democratic candidate for president, there can never speak ill of anything related to the African-American community. They want, a, they want to lead a conversation about racism, but they want it to be a one-sided monologue because they cannot say to an African-American elected official or someone that's looting on the streets, hey, don't do that. It's wrong. Well, and no Democrat, tell me a Democrat ever who's been able to do that other than the sister soldier moment by Bill Clinton. Joe Biden actually said that the looting is wrong. He literally said that, right? That's yeah. exactly what he said. Yeah, a month after it happened, right? but when, when Democratic said, governors weren't sending in the in, in, in the National Guard to stop it. When Don Lemon told well, him look, to say it. Look, my point, you asked me when, and he, he's the one and he said it. So, But when he's talking to African-Americans, he's talking them through his policy. The Everything that I opened with, the, the, the affordable housing, Closing the racial divide, the wealth gap, how do you, energy. Wait a minute, how do you close the racial divide? Through, through by offering economic opportunities. It's a 13% unemployment rate, the African-American really? community right now. By the way, they need yeah, jobs. let me ask this. The National Football League has decided they're going to play Lift, uh, lift Every Voice and Sing, the, the Black African uh, uh, National Anthem. Do you think that helps or hurts the ability of America to heal and unite? Look, I stand for the flag. Um, I, love, I love my country. Good. You, know, I can't, I can't, I, you can't see it on, on, on radio, but I've got it on my lapel I right know now. I you do. Like, I love this, this place. I, I wear the red, white, and blue tie. I'm all about this place. However, this place has the original sin of, of, of racial, you know, you know, 
Racism. Right. Racism. And and so that's a complicated conversation we're not going to solve in 51 days. Mm-hmm. He has he served the first African-American president. He brought on the, the, the women of color who identifies as black as a vice president. He's taking steps in the right direction to make this. She identifies as as Indian as well. She does. She does, and, so she, and she has every right to do that. She's a twofer. But but when, Brent, so, your react your your reaction to uh, to to this issue. Uh, look, I I said at the beginning I had four reasons why you should vote for Trump. I didn't get to the last two. I'm going to get to the last one. Uh, the last one is the moment in time that we're sitting in right now in history. So I think it is. Uh, I I am just in disbelief to think that someone could seriously say. We need a, te- a president who could lower the temperature. Let me tell everybody very clearly where we are. We are at the end of the third stage of history that Karl Marx wrote about 150 plus years ago. This is not about some sort of movement taking place that's temporary. This isn't about some sort of passing trend. This isn't about something that's going to go away. We'll fix it. We'll get through it. This is a revolutionary movement. This is an attempt to attack at the very foundation of private property rights and at the American structure and system of government. This is a very, very critical moment in our history because if people who actually believe in the Constitution aren't willing to stand up and fight for it, we're going to lose it. It's going to be gone. That's their goal. It is, by the way, the stated goal of Black Lives Matter. We have to pause, and when we come back, I want to hear reaction from John DeLeo and Chris Veronis to that and other issues. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be. It's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. Because it's your news, your nation. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. But what are you doing to keep your nose clean? After all, it's the body's air filter and the first line of defense against allergens that can make you miserable and germs that can make you sick, sometimes very sick. There's an all-natural way to clean your nose called nasal irrigation, and it's been around for hundreds of years. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage to make nasal irrigation easy and convenient. Navage flushes out allergens, mucus, and dangerous germs. It uses powered suction to relieve congestion without drugs. Navage is easy to use, it's not expensive, and it comes with this personal promise. Try Navage. If it doesn't help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier, just return it for a full, no-questions-asked refund. Over a million sold. Online at Navage.com or at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Make good nasal hygiene your new normal with Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E.
Do you have a medical issue or a question for someone who's transitioned? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side with me and get the answer you've been longing to hear on the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Just go to AskJulieRyan.com for more information. Ask Julie Ryan, every Thursday night from 7 to 9 Central on Smart Talk. Consider this your personal invitation to join us Saturday mornings at 10 for Mindful Money, brought to you by At Financial, a full-service financial services brokerage specializing in comprehensive, holistic financial planning. Whether you're just starting out in your career, growing your family, or planning your exit strategy into retirement, we've designed Mindful Money to guide you every step of the way. So join Sam McElroy and the team from At Financial for Mindful Money, Saturday mornings at 10. I'm Kevin. And I'm Sue McCarthy. Join us for the Travel Planners Radio Show. Your ticket to the world of travel. Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on WCGO AM and FM. Back on Beyond the Beltway, uh, we go to Chris Veronis. Chris, I want you to give me, everybody give me kind of short answers uh, to these questions. Uh, looking ahead, uh, let, let, let's look after the November election. How does the next president, whoever that is, how do they put the country back together again, or is that not likely to happen quickly? I, I don't think it's likely to happen quickly. And and quite frankly, I think it's a mistake to look at Washington, D.C., particularly the the presidency as the way forward or as a solution. In fact, that's arguably the problem. And both parties have got a lock right now on this ridiculous marketing slogan that everyone seems to be to, to have bought into, which is this is the most important election ever. We hear that every four years. And um, in the absence of local institutions where people have got um, a connection, um, we've, we've conferred all of our hopes, all of our fears into the president. And, and surprise, surprise, um, the president's very limited in what he or she can do. So I, I think that's part of the problem. And I want to go back to something Brent said Uh, Brent, how are we going to stop the Marxist deluge when you've got a president whose answer is to go and stand in front of a church and hold a Bible upside down? If that's your answer, we're in really big trouble because these forces you're talking about are very, very complex. That's just sort of a overwhelming silly thing to say. Let's let's go ahead, Brent. Well, I mean, that's that's just that's just silly. I mean. I, I don't think I said that problems. that was the way to stop it was by standing in front of a church and holding a Bible. That's uh, you want to know how Trump. to stop it? We're that's, going. That's Donald Trump at his core, the photo op. I get it. You don't, I, I get it. You Brent don't speak. I get it. You don't like Trump. Uh, good for you. Here's what I can tell you. If you think you're going to stop this with new policies and reaching out a hand in somehow or other lowering the tone and taking taking the energy down a level i good for you you're you can join neville chamberlain the vichy french and a whole number of other folks who thought those sorts of things and were wrong well that's this really clever, is going Brent, to be we're going answer. to have to fight you, you still i will give you an answer, answer. Other than saying that marxism is scary 
I, I didn't hear what you said, but you want an answer? This is going to require a very dramatic confrontation. It's going to be violent. It's going to not be settled peacefully. We're not going to be able to negotiate our way out of this. Sorry, folks, it's not going to happen. John, it's gone too far. John DeLeo, I want you to follow up on that particular point. Do you see it as dire a situation as Brent suggests? Well, yes, certainly. I, I don't know how you could deny it. I mean, look mm-hmm. at so many cities being burned intentionally by the left. Look at wildfires, of which half were set by bad luck and and drought, and half were set by intentional leftist, sometimes environmentalists, sometimes Antifa, sometimes BLM, uh, arsonists. We have people actually attacking intentionally our very culture. As Brent mentioned a few months, uh, a few minutes ago, it is a culture fight. And this isn't new. It's 100 years old. But it has really come to a climax now. And every election does matter because every election makes yeah. it that close to the question of whether a team will work to try and slow down that problem and perhaps push it back or exacerbate it. Look at sports. Look at what's happened with sports the last few years. In the last couple of years, the entirety of of national football, baseball, basketball has blown away maybe two-thirds of their fan base by intentionally fighting them. Why? A cultural effort by the left to change the country. Where did it start? In some ways, it started in the schools, as the schools have been preaching these concepts from the beginning. So we have 100 years to catch up on. What will Trump do? Well, he's appointing the right people to some of the departments to try and hold back the damage that government used to do. Is that enough? No. We How need did- to do a lot ourselves, but at least the government can focus in the right direction rather than the wrong. How, how do these uh, cultural uh, movements that you're talking about how have they been able to seduce corporate America? I mean, the, the NFL and all the professional football and, and sports teams, they're all leagues. They're all reacting to pressure that they're getting from corporate America, uh, which uh, is made up of a lot of us stockholders, uh, the vast majority of which are probably not of their political persuasion. And yet corporately, uh, you know, a corporation will spend a couple of million dollars and support Black, Live, Black Lives Matter when they don't even look at their website to find out that they're Marxist. Fear and foolishness, Bruce, fear and foolishness. Too many people went to business school and never took a history class, never took a philosophy class, know nothing of the founders movement for our country, knew nothing of the concept of the liberty philosophy. So they don't have any grounding to fight back. They don't recognize what's right and wrong in front of them. Do you believe that if Joe Biden gets elected, there's going to be any voice out there that will be able to speak to the ongoing cultural aspects of what you're talking about with sports and entertainment and everything else? Or will the cultural left continue to just keep rolling on, uh, you know, ad infinitum? Last, last They'll have question a friend to you. in the White House. They'll have a friend in the White House. Does anybody disagree with that? Roberto, they'll have a friend in the White House, won't they? Well, I mean, I, I want to address Chris's point. I don't have a lot of time. You've but- got 10 seconds. <laughs> what, what what Joe Biden said was that we're at an inflection point, a time of real peril, but we have a choice. We can choose a different path and, quote, 
Together, take a chance to heal, to be reborn, to unite, path of hope and light. That's okay. what Joe Biden represents. We are out of time. Thanks to Brent Hammercheck. Brent, thank you very much. Roberto Machando, they have been our guests in studio. And also joining us via Zoom have been uh, John DeLeo of Illinois Issues, uh, Illinois Review, excuse me, Illinois Review, and Chris Veronis, businessman from Aesop Communications. I'm Bruce Dumont. Back next week, thanks to Brian and Andy for the assistance of this program. is hope. Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV... We're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that a disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win... We all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference Now that's a job for a Girl Scout.
Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership.